0: I'm your host, Maria Maldonado-Smith, and this is Creating the Vision, a podcast about living the life you envisioned and leaning into your passions, power, and purpose. Each week, we'll hear from guests discussing their journey to living and creating the vision for their life. We'll talk all things vision imagery, goal setting, and accountability so that you feel empowered and inspired to take action, turning your plan into the life you've always dreamed of living. Welcome, Visionary. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to Creating the Vision. I am so excited. I'm your host, Maria Maldonado-Smith, and I have with me today one of my dearest friends for a really, really long time. We met competing for the title of Miss America, <laughs> Miss America 2005. We were just talking before, and it'll be 20 years next year, and I guess technically the year after. because we competed in 2004 but it was for Miss America 2005. Neither one of us won the crown but she came closer. She was fourth runner up to Miss America and uh, just a dear dear friend for life and I love this human being. I'm going to let her introduce herself but I think that uh, our our friendship just took off immediately. We kind of met because we knew or connected, like I think through someone that we knew mutually. And then that just made me so much more happy and relaxed because I knew that I was gonna have at least an acquaintance or a friend at Miss America, let alone someone who had become one of my closest and dearest friends. And over the years, I mean, it's just her career has been incredible. I tell everyone that she fascinates me in so many ways because her life seems so authentic, so real, which it is. I'm going to say seems, but like it's just when you meet her, like I always tell people like what you see is exactly what you get. And that's what I love about my dear friend, Fina Crownholm. So I'm going to have her introduce herself and throw it over to you and say hey to everyone. Thanks,
1: Maria. I mean, I remember the first day we met at Miss America. Cause we did, we met through a mutual friend who I actually interned for in Lexington, Kentucky, because I wanted to be a sportscaster. That's right. So that's how we met, but Maria had 11 trunks of clothing. So I knew I was in good hands because I had a set of suitcases, meaning you have your like mini for your makeup, a small, that was your carry on a little bit larger and one larger one for three. I think we were there three weeks. So yes, I knew I was in good hands because anything I needed was going to be in those eleven trunks with Maria. <laughs> so <laughs> we were destined to be friends because I feel like I that's still story travel in life, way. <laughs> exactly. And I still travel with never enough. So we're yes. nothing has changed. Let's see. You've had three kids. I've had two kids. I have two boys, Eddie and Max, who are twelve and two. I met my husband at a dog park fifteen years ago. We've been married fourteen years. And let's see, when I met Ryan, I was working in nonprofits doing fundraising and development, which I still love. And I worked at a family foundation for a long time. And then I had to quit my job for breastfeeding and then that just turns into mom life. So I got into blogging for other people, which was fun. And I wanted to be a red carpet host. So when we moved to LA eventually, because my mom was in her last stages of Parkinson's, I thought Might as well take up red carpet hosting. Easier said than done. I don't think that people are just like, hey, let's just be a red carpet host. And like, boom. It was a little bit of a struggle to get started. But a woman who's still a dear friend of mine to this day gave me my first world premiere, which was Storks, to do. And so I brought on a friend of mine who was also trying to get into YouTube and doing that. So we did it together. And it was so much fun. So I ended up doing that for a long time got an offer from a really big channel that everybody might know and then decided on the spot that in fact i don't actually want to be a red carpet host i want to be a mom and i want to like create content and do like news segments so i got into diy hacks i work on kvc repping their home kitchen organization line Sella, and i do a lot of satellite media tours i work with brands like disney and i'm trying to think of who's on the docket right now like give me seaweed Fisk or Scissors, I mean, you name it, it's there. I love a good themed movie night, so therefore Netflix family. And I don't know, I'm just trying to have fun. I don't know what it is. We were talking about this earlier. I'm like, I was just showing her a wreath that I just made while we were getting ready for this call, because why not?
0: Right, right. And (laughs) the wreath will be perfect in like three months around (laughs)
1: around the fall. We were just talking about that. I was at Joanne's and Michael's getting something for Max's birthday, which was a party dinosaur theme. And we ended up going home with nothing for the party, but giant life size skulls and like all sorts of stuff for Halloween where I'm like, how are we doing this in July? So I'm just, I'm rolling with it. That's what I'm doing. Yes. Maria. Yeah. We're absolutely. With it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. No. I mean, I think it's <laughs> throughout the course of, I I think, you know, the development of as you were going through all of that, I mean, I think what was so fascinating from like my perspective too, is how seemingly and easily you pivoted from one thing to an X. I I think that in, in probably in, in your mind, you were like, oh my gosh, I don't know if it really felt that way. But I think for me, I just think you are someone who like takes life by the balls, so to speak. It just like, like. You're like, I want to do this, so I'm going to do it. Like, you just – you make stuff happen, and I love that about you. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know if that's
1: true. Yeah. I don't know if that's true necessarily. I have, like – I call it a type Z personality, which means I'm very attracted to everyone who has a type A personality, which would include you. See, everyone (laughs) from my husband to all of my best friends – my mother, everybody's type A, so it like helps me thrive because I'm just kind of like, ah, whatever. Like Ryan always jokes that he stresses enough for the both of us, which is definitely true. There was a point when I was getting into, when I was doing red carpet hosting where I was like hustling and I was building my social media channels and it was like hustling outward, hustling outward. And then I realized one day that it's like completely exhausting and whatever is meant for you always finds its way to you. And I've known that with like really cool experiences. Like out of the blue one day I got an email from a PR company saying, Hey, would you like to moderate Carrie Underwood's panel for Kalia by Carrie Underwood? And I'm like, this has to be spam. Like it's literally like out of left field. I don't know who these people are, but yes, like, let's take a phone call. Let's see if it's real. And it was real. And I just thought to myself, you know, I've been hustling outward for so long, but then really cool things just happen when you're just being in your lane, doing your thing, and, you know, I think it, at that point, it really shifted my focus, which is just like hustle for yourself, like work hard for yourself, just in what you're doing. And then all those opportunities are going to find them, like find their way to you. Hmm.
0: Yes. What was an opportunity that like, as you were building things out, was there one that you were like, Ooh, I really want that opportunity. Or I know that like, if that's the one, if I could just get that one, like, whew, everything's going to go my way.
1: Yeah. You know, I think it's really hard. So social media, like in the past when we didn't have social media, it was easier to focus on your lane and like staying in your lane and doing your thing. With social media, I feel like one, it's really fun to celebrate all of your friends wins, but it also makes you realize which opportunities you didn't get and who they went to. Mm. Right. Like in the past, you just wouldn't have known that. And so I think it's really made me a really be a better sport, right? Being like, I just want to celebrate that that was a win for them. And I'm super happy for them. And then I'm not sure what's going to come on my plate. One of my biggest things was always being on Good Morning America or the today show, because in my field, that's kind of like the top of the top. So that was like kind of on my list going up to that. I was a spokesperson for Amazon Explorer. So we did a lot of media tours for them. And then one day they were like, the last one is going to be GMA third hour. And I did it during COVID. So I didn't get to go in studio and it's not quite the way I saw that bucket list item being checked off, but it happened, right? Yeah, absolutely. I did the Nick Cannon show. I've done the doctors and kind of all of those things have been really last minute. And I've kind of been like, I don't actually know if I can do this, but I'm going to say yes. And then I'm just going to say that this was supposed to happen. So if I totally mess it up, that was also supposed to happen. But I hope that's not the case. But that's literally how I go through it. Like before any TV segment or anything that like feels like it's like really high stakes, I just kind of go, this is what was supposed to be. And if I nail it, then that was what was supposed to be. And nothing may come from it. I think for a while while I was building my career, I kept thinking like, this is going to be the stepping stone to something else. And then you kind of realize that sometimes you just do things because they're cool and they're fun and they're great and nothing comes from it. You know, like I would have thought in yeah. the past that like doing the canon and doing a great job, like, yes, they wanted me back. Yes, they got canceled. But, you know, things like that happen. And you're like, but nothing actually happened from that. Like I have a better yeah. reel. Mm-hmm. I was able to really increase my skill set and I got to say I did it. But that's it. You know, and I used yeah. to just think it was like the world would open up and it doesn't. Right. Right.
0: Yeah, and I think I think that's so well. I think that's so poignant and important in so many ways because as, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you are someone who's in their career waiting for like that promotion, that whatever, like like you said, if there's a, so much that you I think unpacked in that. That I'm like, oh my gosh, like I wish everyone could just like like just take that snippet and like put it on repeat because I, being the type A or being the like organized, like process driven type person but I'm also a dreamer. So I'm like, have these two competing like personalities all the time. Cause I'm like, Oh, but then let's just throw caution to the wind and go do this. You know? <laughs> it's like, I have those moments of like zero clarity whatsoever. And I'm like, well, we're just going to like run with it. But I feel like in so many ways, like you embody so much of that, but that's also why you've, you've allowed things to kind of happen like for you because you haven't like tried to control. And I think sometimes that's a message that, entrepreneurs or people creating the vision for their life need to understand it's like we can't always control everything and and pick when like the right moment's gonna be or the right opportunity sometimes we just have to take opportunities as they come and some are gonna work and some are not
1: that's so true and i think there's a couple things that you kind of really said there that resonate with me which is Some things, sometimes your vision and your goals, like my GMA dream and bucket list for professionally, they don't check off in the same way that maybe we had envisioned, Mm. but they do check off. So it's like, that's also okay, right? Like be open to like the interpretation of whatever your vision or dream is. And I think the other one too, is that I really focus on personal growth. So every year I kind of take a second where I go, I look at, you know, kind of what I'm doing on media. So like things on QVC. brands that I've worked with for satellite media tours and things like that, very TV driven and go, okay, where can I grow? Like, what can I do better? Can I do Mm -hmm. a better setup? Can I get better equipment? Can I do what, what does that look like to kind of plus it up? Mm -hmm. And then I do the same thing because the other part of my career is social media. So I always look at that and every single year I try to have a new skill. So it could be, you know, new video editing software. It could be a new lens. It could be whatever that looks like and just try to make it a little bit different so that one day when, if this all goes away, you're like, at least I have all of these things that I've learned over this time. And, you know, I think the most important part, we're both moms is that I'm also a mom full time. So I work mm-hmm. full time and I'm a mom full time. And so that keeps you humble right there. Right? <laughs> like, while you're like trying yes. to like knock out your vision board and your bucket list, Max is like, can you just help me pull up my underwear? And you're like, ah, yes. The dichotomy of life right there. Nailed it.
0: So true. So true. Yes. Anytime. I always say if I ever start taking myself seriously, my kids will remind me that I'm not as cool or not as awesome as I might think that I want to be. I'm like, Yep, yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just mom. I'm corny. I'm like, yes, I'm not cool.
1: Did <laughs> so, not nail the mom jokes. Like, did not. didn't get it right. Yep story
0: of my life. Yeah. And I love the way you put that is that because we, we can get so fixated on our goals happening the way we want them to, especially when we're trying to build out this life. Because I think all of us, you know, I mean, I think you and I are similar in that, that, I mean, we, well, we grew, I'm going to say we grew up, but like we, we're in a competitive environment like we're competitors at heart you know it's like that's kind of innate in us and i think that's probably why we were you know why we were drawn to compete in pageantry because yes it's the scholarship money yes it's all of that but like you know you're a fabulous dancer and you had competed before if i'm not mistaken you have a baton move or something named after you which i think is so freaking cool (laughs) and weird but I remember watching the video at your house cause your dad and your mom were so proud of you. <laughs> so I have seen this amazing move. Yes. What is it? The go well. The...
1: Uh, yeah. It's like the go well, which is so weird. And I don't even know people do it now. So I, I kind of checked out of the twirling world at some point uh, after we, college.
0: We need to find some baton twirlers and I'm going to interview them and ask them if they know <laughs> no. and if they don't. They're like,
1: who is this chick? <laughs> I did a hard out at like 17. I just never went back to another competition.
0: So weird. Yeah. Yep, yeah. But I think that it's just, there's something about kind of that mindset in comp- competing and like getting yourself prepared for that. Like there's so much that we, you, we had to do to prepare to get to that moment. And I think all of us in our own individual way, I mean, there's 50 of us up there. We all created our own vision for winning that crown for, you know, our path to competing. You know, what did that look like for us? I just think it was, I don't know. I think the way in which we were brought together Really, kind of already cemented and solidified our friendship, just because of the fact that, like, you're under immense stress and pressure. You're like putting it on yourself. You got all other people putting it on you as well. And then in the midst of it, here we are, just like trying to have fun, <laughs> <laughs> not like, you know, not, not like. <laughs> look, look bad in our swimsuit or, you know, mess up in our talent. Like we're just all like having fun. Everyone else is like, Oh, but this is such a big deal. This is such a, this, you know, I just think sometimes like that pressure, I look back and I think, Oh my goodness, this set me up for so much in, in just in my life, in my career, in motherhood, everything. I'm like, if I can balance, you know, walking across the stage in five inch heels and a, and a string bikini, then I can, I can probably tackle most anything that life throws at me.
1: I'm pretty sure, especially when that string bikini comes in like a Ziploc bag, like this big, I'm pretty sure that you can accomplish that. A snack pack, like the snack pack (laughs) Ziploc (laughs) bag. That's like, okay. I think I was going to say this, is that like one of the things that I think like you and I do really well is like relishing in the awesomeness. And the awesomeness can Mm -hmm. be like really basic in our days. But I think a lot of times, like I've Mm -hmm. seen people like hustle and they're kind of always looking outward. And they never get to like Mm. stop in the moment and be like, oh my gosh, this is actually really cool what I'm doing right now. Right. And then just, I don't know, relishing in that. And it's something I really tried to focus on more, which what seems mundane to me several years back was a really huge goal. And Ryan always reminded me of that. He's like, when you do NBC or KTLA or like any of these things, You used to dream of doing that. And to you now, it's just like, you go, you do your job and you walk out. And he's like, never forget to relish in like the awesomeness that is today. Like the things that we get to do.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. I guess we always say celebrate your small wins because I don't think we do it enough to your point. We don't, but, but I think that I think by and large, but I do agree. I think you and I are really good at that. I really try. And I think especially because that probably the, the life that we have chosen, I mean, you've been doing this for a lot longer as far as the entrepreneurial, you know, track and like kind of just forging your own path. A Huge inspiration, honestly, to me, just in doing that. Cause I'm like, okay, Vina has done this. I can do it. Like I just, you're like
1: my North star for accomplishing. No, it's just,
0: it's just what I tell
1: people. It's just the long game. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah. So if you're doing something Love for that. the short game or the short term gain, I guess, essentially, mm-hmm. then I think it's really hard to like see the goal through. Right? Mm. So you want to have your one, three, five, ten. 10, like I've always wanted to work in broadcasting. What I'm doing now looks so different than what I thought I was going to be doing 10 years ago, even five years ago. I wanted to be, you know, on Access Hollywood doing red carpets. and that's so far from what I want to do in my life right now. But sometimes it's hard. I'm a freelancer. I say I'm less of an entrepreneur and more, I I am a freelancer. And so it's hard because you go gig to gig. So I think the real thing is, is like staying in it for the long game. Like if you're going to do social media, then like embrace it. And that's what I tell people don't do it for the money, but like actually embrace the craft. Like what are you going to inspire and teach people? And I think that really for me is like why I love like themed movie nights and DIYs and hacks and crafts and things like that, because I can teach someone something or inspire them to create with their kids or by themselves and find that part of them. And so it's really just like looking at your goals, but then thinking like, what am I going to get out of it? What can I actually give to other people? And like, is this my long game? Like, am I in it for the long haul or am I just in it for like, I don't know, a really short win? Mm. Yeah. And I think that that's why so many people give up on their goals or, or they, why they don't even write them down to begin
0: with. When we, you know, talk about this, like only 3% of Americans write their goals down, which baffles me. Because I'm like, how are we all just walking around, like not really focusing on that's what me. it is we want? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's me. I actually just walk around <laughs> aimlessly. So this is good. I like this. I am that person. This is why I have you. Because like when we talk, you're like, so what are you working on? Like, At least I'm verbalizing it. This is good. Oh I love it. but you at
0: least <laughs> we're gonna add you to the we're adding you to the list you're gonna start writing your goals now
1: <laughs> I think it's overwhelming to me right because mm-hmm. I think over time especially after having kids I've, I've tried to find a full-time career that I can balance both being at home and with kids so it's a very malleable career which is why like QVC is great because I work Wednesday nights generally and Saturday and Sunday mornings so that's easy to do I don't have any help so you know, yes, there is an iPad nanny for Mac sometimes when everybody's out of, you know, town, but you know, you just make it work what works. Right. Mm-hmm. And I embrace it while it's here. And and, and that's why I say like my contract's up for renewal every year and I don't know if it's going to be renewed. So if it doesn't, then like something else will be on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Like there's other gigs that I've been up for and I really wanted them. I really, really, really wanted them and not all of them work out. And I felt like I was so devastated after. So now I just like kind of say like, I really want this gig, but if it doesn't work, then it's just not what I was supposed to be doing and something else is going to come in. And that is maddening to people that plan a lot because I 100% wanted that, but it didn't work out and now I'm like, "Oh well, we're on to the next." Cuz you just don't know. Right. Yes. Make emotional space. I yeah. guess is what I would say.
0: No, no, you're right. Absolutely. I I am I'm someone who definitely, I'm that person who dwells, <laughs> who, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I need a whole tub of ice cream, like a box. of, A box. Oh, <laughs> well, I like of thin that too. I like, will join Yeah, you for that always. Yeah.
1: I, I will throw in like to a myself. week's time. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> to just get over the fact that like I did not, I didn't get it, and I will mull about like, well, what could I've done differently? You know what? Like, wait, you know, how could I've been more strategic, or or you know, was I just was I like? too bubbly was i not bubbly enough did they just not like me like what was the and why didn't they like me what was it about me that like they didn't like and half the time it just comes down to we don't have the budget or we don't have the time or it's just not in our you know like our space this year so it's not in our bandwidth to do this this year but we'll get you next year but great great to get to know you connect you know and maybe it'll come but I'm always like, wait, but when is it going to come? Like I need an answer so that I can start planning for that. So are you telling me like 2024? You know, it's like that scene from Dumb and Dumber. It's like, so you're saying there's a chance, but I need to know like now if there is. And how much of a chance. And
1: how much of a chance. The lack of closure is almost more maddening. It's better to like go for something and be like, we just chose someone that's totally not you. And I'm like, great, Mm -hmm. let's move on. But no, I mean, I'm up for a couple gigs right now. And Ryan always has to remind me, he's like, please don't follow up with them like a million times, (laughs) right? Like, tell them that you love this. This would be like your dream gig for the year. But, you know, he reminds me that they did find you to email you and call you. So pretty sure that if in fact they wanted you, they will do the same process. They know where to find you. you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They didn't lose you. You didn't go anywhere. And emailing them 75 times is not going to make it better for them other than like, this chick is annoying. In fact, this is why we're not choosing her. Right. Right. And
0: maybe, maybe a little crazy. I don't know. But you know, sometimes yeah. you feel like that's what you have to do. No, I get it. I totally get it. I think you're right. Sometimes that definitive, no, like it's just not a good fit. Never going to be. is so much easier to take because then you're like, okay, fine. Whatever. I like It's it like going on, on a date, on. right?
1: Not that yes. either one of us have dated in a very long time, a very long but, time right. like the worst as well. It's like, it's just not a good time for me. And you're like, well, will it be right. maybe, Right. No. Yeah. So, so then, the like, we, it's like a hard no. Like, I don't like these things about you, and we're never, ever going to work. And I'm like, Great. Right. Great. Now I can move on. Yes. I'm going to eat You're that right. tub of ice cream, and then we're going to move on. And then we're going to move on. Yes. <laughs> I
0: love it. I love it. It's so true. It's so true. We have to go through those moments, though, sometimes I think, to get to almost that emotional level where we can be okay with it and i think it took me a long time to get there i think i was someone who probably who internalized so much of rejection as a personal like affront or attack like i'm not good enough i'm not this and it took me a lot of like therapy and growth and personal development and just like you know just going through the motions and then also to having those wins along the way to be like oh okay now i see it like you were saying like this was the direction i'm supposed to go in it just that was actually good that that didn't happen for me because had it happened, well then this door might not have been opened. Uh, but it's really hard in the moment sometimes to think of it that way.
1: I think also it's like something about being definitive, right? Like I definitively want this and if it doesn't work, then you just move on. Mm-hmm. So like taking those moments to just kind of really say, I acknowledge the fact that it didn't work out you know, instead of just kind of mulling mm-hmm. over it, like, what could I have done different? I think just a lot of times just definitively being like, I wanted it, it didn't work and now I have to open another door.
0: hmm Yes. Yeah.
1: And what then also was... definitively being yourself, that was like my other thing mm-hmm. that I think is really mm-hmm. huge, right? Like I think a lot of times we see things online and we're like, I want to be more like that. And it's like, no, going back to our pageant days like stay in your lane, be yourself. If they're looking for you, they'll find you. So like be the most you that you can be. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I love that. Cause I think that social media is, is difficult in that way sometimes, because I do think, especially with youth even, I mean, I see it with, you know, our, with Miriam, with our oldest, you know, that sometimes, you know, I, I keep pushing her to just be more, be, just be herself, you know, just yeah. be herself. Like, just show up as who you are like you don't need to be like anyone else no matter what influencers or anything else is you know saying and it's you know and I know that I mean I consider you an influencer because you do I mean you influence how how people make their crafts. I mean how I cannot make a craft and I always watch you and I'm like, this is so freaking amazing like, she girlfriend went to the dollar store. And turned it into something that I would pay a party planner, like nine to $10 per whatever, you know, display or whatever, you know, it, it would end up costing me $500 just because I don't think that way. And so I'm always fascinated by your craft. So I have a question. What's the easiest craft that you've done? And, and then I guess the other one is like, what is, what is one that you thought was going to be really easy and turned out to be extremely difficult?
1: Ooh, that's hard. Okay. Crafting. I love a good dollar store craft. So everything's pretty simple. My theory when it comes to crafting is budget-friendly, beautiful. I um, love it. Yeah. I love a hot glue gun. So I mean, it can be simple. Like I just did a back to school one, which was just an olive can that I glued pencils on and then tied some twine and a little heart that I made out of construction paper. And they put florals in so it should be easy. It can be easy. Right. Another one is like taking, I eat a lot of olives. That's like one thing I did not realize. And so I started crafting where I'm like, that's a lot of olives that I'm able to use the can out of really strange fact, but you can use like disco balls. Like I got disco ball ornaments from the dollar store and just glue them on. So like, mm-hmm. you know, have fun, be creative. There are things that don't work out. And Eddie, who's my 12 year old will definitely remind me that that was horrible looking. I'll be like, I don't know what you were making, but that was terrible. <laughs> So it happens. I mean, I I can't think of one off the top of my head, Mm -hmm. but I think it's just making things simple for yourself, Mm -hmm. whatever that is, and trying new things because in that you're going to like definitely have fails. Like I have a lot of fails and then I go on Pinterest and I'm like, wow, a lot of people did not fail at that, but I certainly did. (laughs) Like I do not make pretty cupcakes or pretty food, but I make food that tastes good. So it's really kind of a, you know, you win Mm -hmm. some, you lose some, some things you're better at than others. but. As far as taste, I nail the taste. As far as looks and the food, not so much. I've got – I can't even
0: nail the taste or the looks, so I've got <laughs> zero.
1: <laughs> I can barely boil water. So. But, like, I watch a girl, The Hutch Oven. She's, like, my favorite. I don't know if you follow her, but she is, like, an insane cookie decorator. And I know she works with, like, Williams and Snowman, and she should, and, like, all these cool brands doing cool things. But she literally makes decorating cookies – so easy looking, and so I've been like, okay, I'm gonna get her same supplies, and here I go. I'm gonna make a chicken, and Eddie's like, that doesn't look like a chicken. That that looks. I don't even like. I don't even know what that looks like, but it's yellow and it's horrible looking. <laughs> Dang
0: it! And not chicken like.
1: <laughs> no. So it's like I think the thing is just like know your strengths, right? But that doesn't mm-hmm. keep me from following her because I'm still fascinated. I still think by osmosis nope. one day I'm gonna be able to do it, but it's not true. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. I think th- I think that about like. I mean, yeah, I, I see like performers and I'm like, "Oh, like I could still, I could still to, I could still totally do that." Like, I am going to I'm just going to be a performing grandma. I'm just going to be like the later in life bloomer, right? I could just totally decide to wear an all sequin getup and and dance like Beyoncé, but
1: I mean, we're going to do that. Don't worry. We are, we are yeah. those people. So we're just going to vision yeah. board. There's the vision board. Right. There's the goal.
0: Yes i think also that touches on the fact that like you said kind of celebrating this the the small wins and like really kind of taking stock in that i think there also needs to be time for just being like i can't always be doing oh my gosh because that is exhausting i think as much as i am a planner or i'm a type a type personality where i like to know what's going to happen i try to always like prepare for like that Assumption, you know, or like if I assume or I, how I think something's going to go, it's like I will plan for that to almost happen. And a lot of that people say is, OK, manifesting. Yes, absolutely. I do try to manifest everything that I want to bring into my life or that I want to achieve. But I also think there's something to just be said for you just sitting and being and like having no no desired outcome, no like. You know, there's not like a purpose or a rhyme or a reason for it. You just are like there. And I think sometimes our time together and, and I will say, I cherish that about you because I literally could be like, Hey Vina, I'm coming to LA, I'm bringing Miriam and we're just going to do something right. We're just going to figure <laughs> it out when we get there. And I love that you are really great at just figuring things out. And you're very, that's what I say. Like I always try to live vicariously through you. I always think like, what would Fina do in this moment? Because my plan went all to hell and now I've got to come up with something different. And like, what would Fina do? She would just roll with it.
1: (laughs) Well, I have no plans. Like even like that lovely wreath I made. So I think it's just about like everything exceeds my expectations because I didn't have a plan and I didn't have any like goal with it. So therefore it's easier where you're like, this turned out really well. I'm actually really excited about it. So, you know, I think that's what it is. And like, we kind of vacation like that. Ryan's more of the planner. I'm more of the attendee, as I like to say. So <laughs> he'll buy the plane tickets. He'll get the first night. And then we just kind of do stuff. And I think that's what's fun is like, everything's an adventure. Not everything meets the mark, but everything has a story at the end. So that's I what I love. That. It's memories are stories. And, that, and that's the best part is like, do you remember when this went totally awry? And that's like the best part.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love it. I mean, you gave Miriam and I a fabulous weekend in LA and I, none of it, not a single bit of it was planned except for the flight and the fact that we were staying with you. So I,
1: we, we have experienced your, <laughs> my lack of planning yes. and therefore well, it exceeds your expectations because you didn't ex- have any to start. You didn't have any, exactly.
0: <laughs> I love it. And I think that sometimes like we, we need to grasp onto that a little bit of that mentality when we are building out this Life for ourselves because those are the moments I think that, and oh my gosh, we still talk about that trip, by the way. Like, we, you know, mainly because so I'm like, it's the last time that I've like hugged you and like seen you, like physically seen you. But still, it's just like we still talk about it because it was so fun. Because to your point, like we just went with not a ton of expectations, which was really hard for me because I'm showing up and like, I'm like, well, I should have the itinerary, I should have everything planned out, I should know what we're doing. Like, you know, oh my gosh. But we had so much fun and that's so outside of my comfort zone that I think when I do things like that, it pushes me almost to think in a different way. And I think we can, I, I especially, but I think people in general who have like just any personality, like, you know, whether it's like that, you don't plan. It's like when you do, you're like, oh, you kind of appreciate the fact that like there was a plan together. Like you kind of, yeah. you knew, you know, you knew what it, what, what was going to happen. And then on the flip side, for those who always plan, it's like sometimes nice, sometimes nice to just take a break and realize that you're just there to kind of live in the moment. And I've appreciated those moments more as I have built out, you know, this, this particular journey, especially because there's so much that I'm trying to plan that I, I go on trips now and I don't really want to.
1: Yeah. You know, and I I would say, and I don't want people to think that like, I just kind of live like by the seat of my pants all the time. Cause I am, there are certain things that Mm -hmm. I do plan, right? Like I never walk into a TV segment and have like no plan. Oh, right. right, You know, right. right? Like things already thought through, you know, and and the other part too is like, it's, it's about working smart. Like I always want people to Mm. know that it's not about not working hard because you are working hard. You're improving your craft. You're doing your thing. You're you know, reflecting on things. So I don't want anyone to think that it's just like, oh, these things kind of happen. Yeah. It's like, no, also you just have a good balance and mm-hmm. smart. And I do believe in having a vision. I just think for myself, like the way I work better, because I've had issues in the past of being like too pigeonholed on what I wanted that I couldn't see anything else mm-hmm. is that I might write down a goal and then I might light it on fire and just say like, Whoosh, it's off into the universe. Let's see how it manifests.
0: MM I love that.
1: Because I get too like stuck on things. That's like part of my personality, too. So I've had to learn to work around my personality and not just say, like, "I really need this to work this way, because it never works that way." At least for me, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I feel like I look at other people's lives and I'm like, "That definitely worked for them that way. For me, it's just never worked like that. Yeah. So I think it's also about like figuring out your personality type, and everybody has to dream. If you're not dreaming, I mean, life's not very fun, right? Right. Absolutely.
0: No. And I think you bring up a fantastic point too, about knowing like what you have to plan for and what you, what you don't. And I think that that honestly, I think there's so much growth that I am still working through in that capacity because I am trying to be a little bit more flexible and trying to, you know, take opportunities because to your point, like I think that's why sometimes I have a sense of a little bit of rigidity about like the way I think about my business or the way I think about life. And I'm like, no, 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 but I needed to go this way. When I feel like there's like almost signs in the universe being like, yeah, but Maria, we're telling you, like, we're literally giving you opportunities to pull you in this direction. Just go and see what happens. And then your plan might change and you can alter it to fit that. So I think that, you know, and like you said, like, you, you know, you show up prepared, like, you know what you're there for and you know how to. And I'm sure you've gotten even much better. The more you do all of your segments and everything, it just starts to feel second nature. But yeah, you have that level of preparedness, but you also have that flexibility and adaptability to just say, you know what, if something changes, I can can easily pivot and go in that direction. And I think that's something that is so important, especially for people who want to do something similar to what you're doing. Do freelance, you know, do entrepreneurial journey, like have a side hustle, like they have to learn how to pivot.
1: And that's, like, one of the, you know, that's one of the biggest things I tell people about social media is that you have to be able to pivot, right? Like, we all kind of generally have these verticals that we exist in. But if you see that that's not working for you, or maybe you're not passionate about it at the moment, like, maneuver, pivot, try new things. You know, I think it's really just about growth. And we never know how to grow if we don't try new things. So don't get too stuck in what you're doing. Because as a human, like, we have different passions. Like, I... You know i've had people in the past like i think also it's like locking out the noise because i've had different agents managers in the past be like you shouldn't do these things you should do those things and to be honest they never were very fruitful for me and they didn't bring me much joy so it's like knowing yourself Mm -hmm. and knowing what you love and what you're passionate about and what comes easier to you and kind of running after those things and working hard i think you'll find are more fruitful
0: you know, when we're young and we're in college or we're, or we're just finding our footing in our career, like we can sometimes tend to be pulled in directions that maybe we're not so sure of. Sometimes it can be great. Sometimes it can, you know, it can depend, but ultimately this person left what they were doing after like a 25 year career and completely pivoted to something that they've been passionate about their whole life and realized I may be good at this. But I'm truly passionate about this and I want to wake up every day and do this. And so I think we have to learn to discern like, just cause we're good at something doesn't mean that like that's what we're supposed to do.
1: If that makes yeah, it Yeah, makes I know, sense. it does yeah. make sense. And I think the other part too, to that is like knowing which part is work and then which part is like the fun stuff. Right? So mm-hmm. even in my own job, like the work is sometimes like I do satellite media tours. And I'm lucky that I still get to work in the same field that I am passionate about. But it is work. It's like, you know, six hours of back-to-back interviews for a brand. It's very, like, it has to be done right. And you have to hit, like, the the phrases and all the things. Mm-hmm. And so it is work. But I still am lucky that I get to turn around and go. But I get to do a, a part of what I still love, you know. And then there's other things, you know, that people will say, like, well, you know, why would you do the Nick Cannon show? I'm like, because it's fun. Mm-hmm like nothing's going to come of it, but I love it. So like, that's just for me and that's okay. And that's why we work hard in like other parts of our life so that we can do that. And I, you know, I was going to say like the other thing too about social media that a lot of people don't realize is that I create a lot of content and instructional videos for brands that nobody will ever see. So I've done content for people's Amazon storefronts. I've done instructional videos about cameras, like really strange, different things that are all still in line with what I do but it is work, right? It's, it's a little bit different than the creative that I get to show that I'm doing on my channels. So yeah. I think it's just about realizing that not everything is fun. Cause I think sometimes we look at someone like maybe like Charlie D'Amelio on TikTok mm-hmm. and go, it just looks so fun. She's going to do this little dance, but it's her job mm-hmm. and it's her job to make it look mm-hmm. fun, but she would not be successful without her team and working hard. And I think that's a mm-hmm. part that, you know, people have to remember that I think in social media is very hard Yeah, as we see this and we're like, how fun, like I would love to dance for a living like Kelly Dactyl, but she puts in a ton of work, a ton of editing, like a ton, a ton, a ton of time. And I think it's just about like kind of separating those things out, being like, it's her job to make it fun.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that, yeah. And when it stops being fun, I think that's when you have to like have those check-ins and you know, like, you know, is this still fulfilling like what I want, you know, out of my life, or is it just that I'm kind of overwhelmed? You know, I still love it, I just need a break different things. And I mean, yeah.
1: And you have to know yourself. So like I've had a, a manager or an agent in the past say, Oh, I don't like that you put this stuff on your feed, on my Instagram feed. I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, why? Because it's not aesthetically pleasing. Like, yeah, but I had a really fun day with my family. Like, I am still yeah. a human. I'm yeah. not a magazine. Like right. I do love a great aesthetic as we were talking about, but yes. you know, it's like, my kids still love going to monster jam and looking at trucks. So I want to share that. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's also just like knowing yourself and having that sort of confidence to tell people, sorry, but no, mm-hmm. right? Like this is me, this is what I love. I put it out there because I had a really good time. It doesn't matter my reasoning, but you don't get to tell me that I don't get to do that because you don't think it looks right to you. But in fact, it doesn't matter. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, no, I love the, I love the confidence that you have in who you are and just that authenticity. And I think there's so much that, you know, people who are listening, it just, I think that that's where sometimes we get inside of our, you know, we get in our own heads and we just, we have all of these convincing, you know, aspects of like we can convince ourselves so many things and our brain actually you know works to help us convince us of that so that's the crazy thing about why negative self talk is so important to avoid and to get out of our head because our, you know, our mind actually works in, in, in tandem with us because it wants to help us achieve whatever we think. And so good or bad. <laughs> so it's like when people say self-fulfilling prophecy, like, yes, because we have convinced ourselves of that so much. So I love, I, oh, love, I love all of the that. positive stuff that you are you know saying, but like really knowing yourself, I think that's so true. And it really feeds into, you know, why I think it's so important to go through the vision imagery process to really create that vision. And I tell people all the time, the vision for your life, and I think you nailed it when you said, like, you know, you started. You started out wanting to do sports casting, but like, here you are in this, and it looks so different. Oh my goodness! Yes, I think that you know, I never saw that my life, you know, turning out the way that it did. As far as like, you know, what from the time I was like 15, 16 years old, and, like had all the you know dreams, everything like that. But then to your point, they change. Like thoughts yeah. about things change. Just my ideas, my perspectives, the people that I meet, like yeah and i think there's beauty in having that plan but also knowing that life is too is going to happen and you're going to evolve as as a person
1: yes and i but like i do think like that vision is important and sometimes it's cutting out magazines or cutting out photos or like i'm a visual learner so for me that's huge but i remember with my wedding to ryan i had like been like i'm going to do all yellow flowers and this i don't know i had some different vision And then what I actually cut out on a board because Pinterest didn't exist and like different things like that. I actually had all pink flowers and what ended up happening is that my wedding ended up looking like what was on the board versus like Mm. what I had actually gone after, which is so interesting, right? Because our minds are powerful like that. Mm Mm-hmm one yes. part couldn't see the vision and the other part could see the vision and just kind of ran with it that way, which I yes. think is, is fascinating. And it's like, what you do is really cool for people because you help people get away from like, maybe what's up here into like actually what's in here and like what you intuitively feel and think. hmm
0: yeah, that's the goal. I mean, that is really the goal is for people to, you know, to really find themselves and who they are, that to, to, to kind of what you said earlier, like turning almost out that, turning off like that exterior noise of people saying like, you're really good at that, or, you know, you shouldn't do that. Or maybe you should do this and not that and really focusing on, no, but I want to do this. Like I want to do this. And maybe it's not the path that other people see for me, but I believe that I can do you know go down this lane and this lane's going to be fine just you know for me and yeah. then it's building it's building out that vision around it it's building out you know what are the things you want to see along the way who you know who are the people that you need to bring into your life what are the resources that you need you know really then start to build building that out and what i love is adding that layer in of that adaptability that flexibility knowing that we don't have to control everything you know i think i think so much of it is like you know my mom and and a lot of people in my life have always said, you know, control what you can control, right? We, we hear it all the time, right? You know, but control what you can control. Don't like sweat the small stuff, right? Don't don't stress over things that you, you have no absolute control over. And I think that that's so true to when we're going through all the different emotions of creating the vision for our life. And I think especially some of the ones that you touched on too earlier were just like those points of rejection where you're like, you know what? I can't control the outcome. Like it is what it is. So I got to roll with it.
1: Yeah, but it can be hard too. You know, like mm -hmm. I, we've talked about this before, but, you know, Ryan did that full body scan Mm by Mm Prehebo and he found out he had essentially stage three cancer. That's what it was in his kidney and had to get it taken out. And I just remember in the moment being like, this wasn't supposed to be my life. Like, I am not supposed to be without my husband. Right. Yeah. And so I think it's like one of those powerful things. And my dad asked me, he's like, well, what would happen? You know like should they not be able to take care of it because with kidney cancer a lot of you have zero symptoms until you're terminal so ryan was like <sighs> this close six months to a year to being terminal and my dad's like what would you do i'm like i don't know i've never thought about not living my life with my husband and so i think it's you know as much as i'm foot loose and fancy free at that moment i was like uh-oh the person that plans and has a vision May not be here. What am I going to do? I don't know. I've got two young kids. Like, what does life look like? I, you know, and I, I think, you know, kind of also in that, it's like it, it does wipe the slate clean for like life and relationship issues and things like that. So you realize how powerful your mind is. Is, you know, we had some, you know, old issues that we were dealing with. And then it's like, as soon as this happened, I'm like, if I can't fight with the person I love the most on this earth, like none of that actually matters. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it really gives you a different perspective and it gives me a different perspective on, you know, appreciating him, Mm -hmm. you know, I think before like anybody, like after you've been together 15 years, you guys have been together way longer than that. But you know, it's like they didn't do this or like the dishes weren't put away or why do they always leave the light on? Or can they not just get this done? And then, Something like that happens and you're like, "I get to wash your dishes." Cool. Mm, mm-hmm. What a shift. Yes. Like literally like how much would it suck if you if I couldn't wash your dishes? Like I would really hate that. Like I would hate the fact that, you know, your socks aren't like all around the couch and mm-hmm. then I pick them up every morning and put them in the washing machine. Like, you know, it's like you start to like relish and love and embrace the things that you were sweating before. Mhm. Yeah. So, yes. I don't know. The vision is an interesting thing. So I think it's really just about, I don't really have a vision for like what we're going to do in our lives or what's going to happen. But I do know that I will appreciate every day that I have with him
0: because it just kind of puts it
1: in perspective, right? Like that yes. just changes it. Mm-hmm. For sure.
0: So oh my I don't gosh. know. I mean,
1: that's like a weird like kind of tangent off of what we were talking about. But no. I think in the vision, like leave room for like genuine gratitude and appreciation. For your family partners friends that you cherish hmm for
0: sure yes and I think that's a great way to kind of set it up for the last question that I have which is throughout my process you know that when I work with individual clients, with corporations with groups businesses whatever you know I go through and there are three you know three main goals that we focus on of course there's the personal goal there's the professional goal and then there is the last one it's like a play goal fun goal I've kind of re termed it the do the dang thing, like just like the get it done, the make it happen goal, the one that you keep putting off that maybe goes on the board every single year, because it's the one that you're either the most afraid of, or you don't have the resources for, or you think you don't, or, you know, just whatever, like whether it's the trip or whether it's the, you know, going to see the fam, like you name it, like what is that particular goal that you have? So I want to ask you, what is your do the dang thing goal?
1: You know, it's funny. We were talking about this earlier and I'm like, you're not going to like my answer. I know you said this
0: and I'm curious.
1: I know. So my answer to do the dang goal is to be present. Mm, Okay. It's really hard. It's really hard because I feel like as a freelancer, my mind is always working on like six different projects and you're like shuffling children around all day long and like life gets really busy. So do the day and goal would just be to be present, to not be forward thinking to anything or like reminiscing about something else is just to like embrace this moment and be present and enjoy like what's around. Because if I'm not present, it doesn't matter if I make that trip to India with my dad and it doesn't matter like what else I'm doing, but I want to like be present and appreciate what I have around me that means the most to me and like relish in it.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. Oh, I love the way you live life. I really do. I just am like in awe of the way that you live life. And I think that that is a perfect way to, yeah, round it out. I mean, I wish everyone, everyone needs to have a Vena in their life, by the way. So everyone
1: needs a you. It's mean, just like two peas from different pods that just like love hanging out together. So I love that. Yes.
0: Yes, for sure. So I am so excited that you shared with us just kind of how you have created, you know, the vision for your life and are still working to build that. I think it's awesome. And tell everyone where they can find you so that they can follow you and follow along in your amazing, just awesomeness.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm probably most responsive on Instagram. So at Vena Crownholm. So there's just, just one of me because Ryan has the most unique last name. So there we go. <laughs> I love it. And it's so fitting for for your pageant journey <laughs> that you married a crown hole. <laughs> Full circle.
0: Full circle. You met him in the dog park, found this, <laughs> heard his last name, and are like, yep, that's the
1: one. <laughs> it's on that bucket list, right? When you're looking that's... at a guy, you're like, I need a guy that embraces pageantry.
0: Yes. So, it just happened
1: to be with his name. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly, the crown. <laughs> <Love> exactly, <it. laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, thank you so much. And you guys go follow Vina on Instagram at Vina Crown Home. Thank you for listening to this episode. It would mean the world to me if you could leave a rating and review of the show and subscribe on your favorite app. You can also find us on our YouTube channel, Creating Visionaries. If there is something that stuck out to you in this conversation, send me a message on Instagram to let me know until next time,
1: keep creating the vision for your life.